So I really wanted to do like a rapid fire question thing. So did you prep for this? Well, oh I have God. to pull it up because was it random? It was so funny. All right, rapid fire. Okay, so you just have to answer off the top of your head. Okay, take a deep breath. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna go for it. Have okay. fun with it. I'm here. Okay. Okay. Texting or talking? Talking. Favorite day of the week? Sunday. Favorite city in the U.S. besides the one you live in? Santa Barbara. Nickname your parents used to call you? Cammy. <laughs> uh, K- Cammy. Yeah, we'll go with Cammy. Last song you downloaded? Oh. Uh, Midnight Sky, Miley Cyrus. <laughs> I haven't heard it, but I feel like it's good, probably it's good. good. <laughs> um, would you rather be able to speak every language in the world or be able to talk to animals? Every language. Favorite holiday? Christmas. How long does it take you to get ready? 20 minutes. On a scale of 1 to 10, how good of a driver are you? 1 <laughs> being shit, 10 being the best. <laughs> Five. <laughs> I would agree. Okay. <laughs> You've been in my car for five minutes. I know. Shit. Fred uh, fill in the blank. Taylor Swift is. <laughs> the first word that came to my mind is ratchet. <laughs> Perfect. But I love her. <laughs> At what age do you want to retire? Mm-hmm. Realistically. <laughs> Just first age. Fifth. D5. <laughs> okay. Uh, invisibility or super strength? <sighs> invisibility. Uh, and the last one is, is it wrong for a vegetarian to eat animal crackers? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> no. <laughs> you eat all the animal crackers. Those are fun. Yeah, and that's our rapid fire for today. <laughs> I like had to like get in the zone, close my eyes. I know, because you have to like just go- let yourself go off the top of your head. I really like that last one. Is it wrong for me to eat animal crackers? I think I'm going to bring that into the world for the next couple days. So he's like, oh, I'm vegetarian. Oh, so um, can you eat animal crackers? <laughs> <laughs> that would be the funniest like line. Like, That'd make him smile. I'm like, going to have to ask my brother because he's a vegetarian. Really? Yeah. Hey, I know you're vegetarian. Um, can you eat animal crackers? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm like, okay, this is going to sound so stupid. I'm like partially vegan, but I can eat meat right now. <laughs> yeah. So what are you, what are you, um, what are you doing with that? Because I know the other day you said like. Yeah. So all this, um, so I got blood work to like help, uh, blood work through a naturopath and I highly recommend doing, if you have something wrong, like specifically wrong with you, mm. um, I would highly recommend going to a specialist or a naturopath just because I don't believe in going to the doctor to treat symptoms um, through chemically bound medications. Yeah. I believe like you got you to gotta fix the source of the problem. And your body's very, very smart. And um, so all it's doing is trying to protect you mm. or it's showing up as like something's wrong. Like, oh, if you have IBS, like, that means something's wrong, right? Yeah. You don't just want to like take laxatives or like some bullshit to yeah. like clear it out. Something's wrong. Like you need to change, figure out how to change your diet to help and clear that up. It's always diet based. Mm-hmm. It's nearly always diet based. It can't always be cured diet uh, through diet alone. Um, but so I got some blood work done um, to figure out what's going on with my skin. So I got a hormone test and a food allergy or in- or sensitivity test. And mm-hmm. so what they found is on the food test. I am sensitive to any milk, dairy, and egg yolks, specifically. Mm. Egg whites seem to be fine, but just cut it out altogether anyways. Mm. Um, And then peanuts were also sensitive. And then I was like, damn, what can I eat? Like, I didn't do much milk anyways, but then it really sneaks in on, like, the chocolate on my protein bars or, like, um, peanuts and peanut butter snuck into all my stuff. And eggs was in uh were in my bread oh um like my gluten-free bread but there were eggs in it and i was like what the fuck and so now it's just a little more attention to what i'm eating Um, so basically like no dairy and no cheese um no eggs but i can still eat meat meat and fish and stuff don't bother me yeah and apparently bread doesn't either oh. or any gluten or grains or anything doesn't yeah. bother me but you just have like, to make sure there's no egg in them yeah which i'm like usually there's not I don't but know. the one i had yeah have you thought about like I making know, you your make... own bread at home i'm not that's no. not my thing 
I would like to, like some sourdough bread, like some oh, yeah. actual sourdough. I that takes time to make sourdough bread. But it's good. I mean, sourdough is naturally gluten-free and... Tastes yummy. Tastes really good. I love and sourdough. if there's no butter and bullshit in there, then I can eat it. Yeah. Some avo- I love avocado toast. When did you start sour- that? Started this uh, a week and a half ago. Yeah. The six was when I had my appointment and she was like, it's like once like a doctor, like I, I trust or whatever, like tells me like, you can't do this. And I was like, okay, like done, sold, cleared everything out. Yeah. Um, I've had a few little slip ups, but um, what sucks is like now my grains and my sugar has increased, mm-hmm. even though I've taken out all my eggs, peanut butter and other things. And it's really hard to find snacks. Um, like I love snack bars and stuff, so it's hard to find those without all any of those products in it yeah. or any of those ingredients. But it's so interesting. It's when you start having like a food allergy or something and then all of a sudden you have to like, you notice that everything has something in it, yeah. some sort of process. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. And Good if, job. Yeah. So it's hard, but it's, um, hopefully we'll see in a couple, we're doing other stuff too. Yeah. Um, but We'll see in a couple weeks if the shit gets better. Yeah. I know for me on the nutrition front, it's been a little struggle bus, but I'm trying to clear out or try to do as much like, or how do I put this? Trying to clear out the process stuff as much as possible mm-hmm. um, just to see how I'm feeling. Like, to be honest, like um, I hadn't gotten on the scale since May and then I got on the scale the week after my vacation. Why? And that was, I know. I know. And that jacked my, jacked with my head. I'm like, oh, you know, like I got on there, I looked at the number. I'm like, oh, you know, it's only like maybe like five to seven pounds. Like, okay, blah, blah. From May? Yeah. Plus, I, like, <sighs> I had added muscle since then because I have one of those of fancy scales and whatever. And I'm strong and I'm feeling good and whatever. But coming from a background of like competition prep and like body dysmorphia, growing up, yeah, body dysmorphia and growing up and being like the goal and today I was talking about it with uh, one of my patients that I was helping with her exercise how the goal for me used to always be the term toned skinny lean all these things like be small this and that but realistically I don't want to be small I don't want to be yeah I want to have some like be lean and like show my muscles but I'm not looking to be skinny and not strong like I want to be strong I don't mind being thick I love my thick thighs I love everything about myself good but sometimes I have a struggle bus and a lot of that can also be like I have my consumption of alcohol has been through the roof on an abnormal level not an I wouldn't say on like an unhealthy how do you even term that? Like, it's not, like, unhealthy, but it's a lot more than what it was just yeah, based on, like, life sure. circumstances and, like, COVID and this yeah. and that. I kind of, like, gave myself the excuse to right. not... Sorry. <laughs> to kind of just, like, do whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, and but now I'm realizing, okay, let's get back on to where we're at. So I'm working on, like, whittling out the crap and just making sure I'm getting more, like, fruits and vegetables and, like, yeah. whole lean meats and, like, really taking opportunity to, like, prep and stuff like that. Do you, f- like... And I just, I noticed that I feel completely different, like, what I eat. And that's, it makes sense. And, like, we're coaches, we know that, Mm -hmm. that the food we eat can affect our mood and it affects our skin and it affects how we feel about ourselves. It's definitely easier said than done because today I witnessed a couple coaches talking and one struggling and we're having this conversation about how to like get out of it like we know the answers like we coach people on these all the time but sometimes it's hard like so today I posted that selfie picture of me in the mirror I don't know if you saw it Mm -hmm. but I was saying like you know some days I really love me and other days I get really frustrated with myself but ultimately I'm just a human I'm not perfect so therefore I'm gonna have like imperfect days and that's fine but um, yeah, there's a level of grace and patience I have to have with myself and that's like happening right now, but I'm definitely starting to feel the effects of like the inconsistency in like my training and my nutrition, which was once very consistent. But now once we hit, got the gym back open, I really threw myself back into work and mm-hmm. didn't prioritize my training. And For so sure. I don't know about you, but I start getting frustrated and irritable when I don't train consistently and I tend to vent on people that are closest to me. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So like... 
you, there might be moments where, like, you and I have been around each other and I might have been a little bit more short than normal. Or, like, my sister could probably attest to the fact that, like, we're, like, best friends. Like, we're best friends. Like, we talk all the time. But yet, I'm having moments of, like, being sharp or, like, you know, just some of the people the closest to the me. Gemini. Yeah. And you could say that, too. But I'm just, like, realizing, yeah. like, ultimately, like, if I... I'm kind of missing that self-time that I... that. I realized was so important. So I have moments of like true confidence and security in myself. And then I have moments of like uh, frustration, but ultimately it's just like getting it back together. It's like a constant um, progression. So yeah. there's never always like, there's always a before if you think about right. it, but there's always, it's, there's never truly an after I would say from a personal standpoint. Of, of course. There's always just progress and like changing and manipulating. Of course. So right now I'm just trying to like get back into a good groove and figure out like, what okay now that my schedule is like super jam packed with stuff like yeah. double work, I need to make sure I really get like those five five minutes there for myself that hour for my workout because mm-hmm. I'm a better coach I'm a better person when I get my training in, it's it's hands down noticeable. So do you think like the inconsistency with society and the world like that has everything to do with why your training and your nutrition has been so inconsistent I think there could be a part of that and just feeling like there's so much uncertainty going on in the world and it's there's a lot of energy movement and shifting and it's just like dang like what what is going on what's gonna happen right like income inconsistency like just trying to make sure that I'm working I mean like you and I know we will work ourselves into the ground like Mm -hmm. working 14 15 hours a day yeah between two jobs is is only doable so long but at this point I feel personally I need to hustle and keep it together and going as long as I can because I don't know the uncertainty of being a single woman right now like I am like the owner of what's going on like there is no right. like once when I was married like yeah there's that support that you have with your partner and then you can like come together as a team but right now it's like me fighting for the world and that's where I can become really stubborn and this is the hardest thing, and I'll admit it, and I just ultimately want to be transparent because I was thinking about, I was driving here today thinking, you know what, we could come on here and say, hey, how are you doing? And I could be like, I'm doing really good. But that's a lie. Mm-hmm. And I want to be real for the people listening to us. Like, I, we have our bad days too, um, and I don't mean to speak for you, but like right now I'm just like, okay, I'm not doing so good. Like I want to get back on track. Mm-hmm. But I got to hustle right now because I don't, there are the uncertainties. So, I don't know where I was going with that. But it's going to be okay. It'll work itself out. Right. But the burnout is definitely a real thing. I don't think, like, I'm doing, like, the best I've ever had mm-hmm. or I've been. Um, there's still, like, this this need for that slowing down time. Yeah. And I think we don't know how to do that very well. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> As you're like, yeah. grind, hustle. Let's yeah. fucking Oh, it's grind. the asking for help thing. That's what I was going to say. Like, asking for help in the, the thick of it mm-hmm. is very difficult for me. And I have so many helping hands. Mm-hmm. And I, I just sometimes I'm so stubborn about, like, asking for help because I kind of have a chip on my shoulder regarding, like, getting out of my marriage where I felt like I was kind of being challenged as if, like, I wasn't capable of living on my own and doing all these things and this and so that. So now you're going to show everyone you so can. So now I'm like, watch me now, right? Mm-hmm. But that can only be successful for so long. Like, right. it's working. I need to give myself some credit and some grace. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's okay to ask for help. And I'm I'm, tr- I'm trying to remember remind myself that that's okay. Yeah. And there are people out there that are better at some things than I. Well, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do? Because... Knowing, they say knowing is half the battle, which I think is total shit. I don't think knowing is half the battle at all. I think think knowing is like the first step of that battle. Like it's barely anything. Mm -hmm. So like I've been, I give myself, I think too much grace sometimes. It's like, okay, well I know this is happening Mm -hmm. or I know I'm behaving this way or I know I'm thinking this or I know what to do in order to feel better or, you know, create progress. But that's all I'm doing. That's all I'm doing is recognizing the yeah, knowing. But not necessarily so, taking the steps. So, like, for instance, I, like, reached out um, to, like, Andreas mm-hmm. and, um, like, can we sit down? And, I and like, the ultimate thing for me is just, like, hey, you know, I'm struggling, like, trying to get feel like I'm getting, like, to get some consistency in my new work schedule and this and that. So, ultimately, like, the goal is to, like, help, like, not let my work schedule run me, but me like have more control over it 
So, mm. and then just like spilling because he's like been a really great mentor for me and for like sure. a really great form of support. He and so is. a lot of people. Um, but there's a lot of trust there. And so I feel like I can definitely count on some like real honest, like 100% no bullshit feedback. So, for sure. So that's my first step. And then just being more open and ultimately like being like apologizing to some of those people in my life for like being short a little bit because sometimes you forget like you know I really appreciate like I appreciate you and sometimes that can be short you know and or you know some of my clients like I can like sometimes there's a level of like over comfort between clients and coach and I get that Mm -hmm. yeah and I just have to remember okay like they're here they're paying money job paying level of professionalism Mm -hmm. and but but again, like we are human, and then there you have to give yourself forgiveness right. there too. But then I'm like, well, I don't want to stop being a great coach and forget the professionalism of like what we're trying to do is help yeah. them get to their goals. Exactly. So there's a nice balance between that friendship that you will create no matter what with yeah. your clients, but also like they're your clients. Yeah, because they, they really be your are clients first. first. Yeah. yeah, yeah. As much as how hard that can like, be. First, <laughs> first. <laughs> Funny. Yeah. Um, I've not been sleeping. Which is another thing to my stress. And I- yeah, the sleep thing. What do you think that is? Um, heat. Well, <laughs> uh, <laughs> well. so working at the warehouse, I was up till midnight every night because yeah. I had to, like, because I was working. So now trying to adjust and, like, totally revert that. Literally, once I was, last week, I felt like I was finally getting used to that sleep schedule and so now it like went polar opposite now I got to be up at five sometimes or 4 30 and I'm just like oh my god mm-hmm. and so and then I still stay up till midnight or 11 oh I know me too and I just can't <laughs> fucking get my shit together basically because yeah, it's like like when I'm done here it's like 8 39 and then I go home first thing shower man it's yep. smoking hot in here I'm sweaty but get spaghetti sweaty spaghetti <laughs> gross <laughs> and then it's like, oh, got to eat dinner. Oh, got to pack my clothes for the next day. Oh, got to make sure all my meals, are, like, my meals are falling in line. For, just, and then it's like 11. <laughs> You're like, wait, what? Wait, like, what? what the fuck? <laughs> I have no time to relax. No, yeah. I totally get that. And, like, my meal prep hasn't been on point either. And um, it's like, again, knowing, like, oh, I know I'll be able to sleep better. And I know that my schedule, you know, is busy this week. So I should probably meal prep. And then I don't do it. It's yeah. like, well, what are you doing? I've been it's like, are you lazy? Pot. And I'm just like, am I lazy or is I, am I like, like, I think I've been trying to just use as much downtime as I can to just like relax. Yeah, because me too. If I'm, cause I'm so go, go, go that if I don't take that downtime to relax, then I'm even more drained and irritable and all these things. So I do know that as well yeah. about myself. Um, so it's just, it's a trial and error process. I think it really is. And that's life. And I think the uncertainty with everything, like you said, is just being okay with it. Yeah, but um, it's hard. It's very, <laughs> I know, basically it's hard. And like, mm-hmm. but we have no control over it. And yeah. it's frustrating. And we can either use that energy towards being frustrated or mm-hmm. towards being okay with it and letting it go. And there's a point where it's hard to not be frustrated with what's yeah, going on. Yeah, totally. Because you're like, it's valid to be frustrated. Y'all are jacking up my freaking flow. <laughs> Y'all, we're talking to you. Y'all. I mean, we wanted to come today to talk about family. Yeah, and Um, I'm sure, like, some of you guys out there have a wild family structure or a very, like, normal family structure. But what is normal family structure? Because I feel like there's demons in all families. Is there such thing as a normal family structure? I think there's an idea of what a normal family would look like. And that was created on a society base of like 1950s, the nuclear oh, family, yeah. the mom, the dad, mm-hmm. the two kids, a boy and a girl, and yep. then the dog. Yep. And it, to be honest, like today's family picture is so contorted and twisted, but it's also brings a lot of good things to mm-hmm. it at the same time. But I know that you and I both have different family constructs, which is... Which is kind of, it's, it's, I'm not going to use the word fun. It's good because the other day we were talking about it and, um, it was interesting cause you mentioned like my family structure being like really like, like I am a, very much a family person, but then me letting you know, like, Hey, it wasn't always like this. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't always so close. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where do you start? <laughs> exactly. But yeah. It's so true. It's like, there's only so much like we can share of our individual families that can relate to 
others, I think, Mm because even us, we have differences in our families, even though they're blended. Mm -hmm. And, but it's, it's going to be all out of context because we got 25, 31 years to unpack, you know, 32 years to unpack. (laughs) Why did I even add that? You said 31 yesterday. Yeah, I know. That's your fault. (laughs) You're welcome. I was trying to make you younger. Thank you. Um, but just like, there's so much to unpack with all those years that no one truly understands. And I mean, even yesterday when I was kind of more venting about some family issues that you weren't there to give advice because you haven't been there for 25 years and yeah. you know that and you don't know all the little things yeah. that, have, that I've personally experienced. And so it's frustrating um, to, you know, confide in people and then they're, they, they're giving unsolicited advice mm-hmm. and it's like, Mm, this isn't really what I need, um, but I appreciate it. But no. (laughs) I did like how when you were talking about it, because we were having that open conversation, and you were like, I'm not looking for advice. And I was like, I'm not going to give you any (laughs) advice. Purely because, again, there's so many different sides to a family constructed, or how do I even say that, a family to a family. Mm -hmm. There's so many different stories, and we're going to see things differently based on our experiences. Yeah. And who am I to try to give you advice on individuals I don't even know. Right. I mean, like I can say, well, as an older sister, Mm -hmm. you can totally relate to where I'm coming from. Like I know ever since I met you, like I've always seen you as like, you know, like kind of taking you under like, yeah, (laughs) under my wing. And like, I'm more like that. That's something that I do naturally. Mm -hmm. Um, But also, you know, you've mentioned like there's friction there between you and your sister. And to me that like, that sucks. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sorry that you have to go through that because, like, my sisters mean everything to me, mm-hmm. you know? And, yeah, my brothers mean a lot to me, too. <laughs> I don't want to forget you guys. But, like... Oh, yeah, <laughs> you guys, too. Yeah, you're important. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But, yeah. like, yeah, I don't know. I'm just really, like, there's just so many different variations, but... Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, I'm a, I was not about to be, like, well, this is what you need to do. Like, I don't know these people. Right. So... For those of you listening, if someone's venting about their family, they don't always want your advice. No, they don't. <laughs> they just like sometimes you just need a vent. I know I've been telling people that more lately. Like, hey, just by the way, I'm venting. Yeah. I'm not looking for advice right, right. now. Right. And it's more so it's more so like help me process this on my own personal level. Mm-hmm. Like help me. Don't don't tell me how I should fix the relationship. Or yeah. like so I guess for context, for the listeners, it's like um, I have a blood sister who I'm not close with and I've never been close with. And um, there's a lot to unpack there. I mean, we've been through two divorces in our on one side of the family and just just never got along. And I feel like we've had our differences. And, you know, I can say that I, you know, was... I can say that my father favorited my sister over me, um, but then she would probably say that my dad favorited me over her. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's hard to tell people what, you know, what's real. It's, it's what I've experienced. So, um, whenever like I talk about my family, I, I nearly, when someone starts giving me advice, I stop talking about, I'm like, okay, we're done here. Um, but it's, it's, it's like, well, have you tried this? Have you tried talking to her? Have you tried talking to your dad? Well, it sounds like she doesn't sound like someone that you. No, I mean that's yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's more so like when you vent to your friends, and now we're kind of blending topics. But it's like when you're helping your friend out through whatever they need, it's important to kind of either read the room or ask them like how do you want me to help you right now? Like, do you want me to just be your ear? Mm -hmm. Do you need a hug? Do you want me to give you advice? Yeah. Um, Because I know in my past is I give unsolicited advice as well. Um, That's that's because it's natural, right? It's very natural for us. We want to, we're we're fixers. We want to help and we want them to be okay. So it's important to ask those people in your life that whether you're venturing or not. wise question to ask like, hey, I know you sound frustrated right now. Or just, like, reflective listening. Mm-hmm. Um, Super important. But how how can I help you? Like, mm-hmm. are you are you venting? And I think that's okay to ask, like, right off the bat. And then now you know the intentions of the conversation. And you can just, like, hold the space for them. Mm-hmm. Or 
you can keep actively listening and provide advice yeah. if they ask. Right. Yeah. What do you feel like is, um, like we both come from blended families, what do you feel like is the best and worst parts of um, being part of a blended family? Best and worst parts. Well, um, I think the, I would say, I'll just go with the worst, is that looking back at my childhood, I didn't give my stepdad enough credit for what he was doing because I was, like, very obsessive with this construct of what, like, who my real, no, who my real dad was and how I wanted it to be, and it was never going to be that way. And my stepdad really was stepping in and being that father figure that was, like, the, what, now as an adult, I look back and be like, wow, like, that is the father figure that, like, I was... Thank God he was there. That He was there. Like, who knows what what life would have been out without him. Like, there... So there was a lot of, like, internal guilt that I struggled with as far as, like, my jerk-faced teenage years not being so nice. And granted, that's not easy when I put my, you know, my, you know, biological father on a pedestal when Mm -hmm. really he was not deserving of that. Mm -hmm. Um, And he, he did a lot more than a few things that like hurt my feelings and which is frustrated and I've had to forgive and make peace with it for myself um but I think it's hard to be a step parent coming in with a little bit older children I mean I knew him starting from the age of five my mom and him got married um but like I'll be forever thankful for him for all of my life and going forward I'm like moving forward into like you know, a future marriage one day, you know, finding that right person having children. Like, I'm going to be really ecstatic to have him, like, be the grandfather of my kids. Yeah. Um, so that's the hardest part about blended family is just, like, having the step-parent and kind of, like, filling out the role and, like, how do they right. how do they fit in your life? Like, the relationship building, because they're not your biological father or your parent, mm-hmm. but it's, like how's this going to work when you're a teenager and you get hormones and like you're growing up and you're confused because you have like this dad over here and then you got well this guy who's like your stepdad and it's just like you're trying to learn and like feel it out Mm -hmm. but that's all growing pains Mm -hmm. um i think the best part about having a blended family is just all the um different like characters and personalities that my family um withholds i am unbelievably thankful that my mom met my stepdad because they had my brothers. Mm-hmm. And I'm really da- glad that my dad met, you know, his now or ex-wife and had my siblings, you know. So, like, I'm unbelievably thankful for the siblings that I have that came through blended family. Mm-hmm. And also just, like, the family members that I've met and been able to be a part of. And so that's a real bonus. Mm-hmm. It's just all the little, all the characters. Yeah. And, like, if, if families, if the families weren't blended, like... That I wouldn't have, like, my siblings, and my siblings right. are just, like, I love them so much. I, I don't even think that they even realize, and mm-hmm. my eyes are watering right now, but they don't even realize. Jessica! <laughs> Stop! I can't. My eyes are Jessica! <laughs> but, like, when you're, the, like, in, as the oldest, like, they're my crew. Like, I would do anything for them. Yeah. And so it's like, oh, someone's going to F with you? Like, oh, just send them over here. <laughs> But I it's got hard you. as, like, it's hard to make. And sometimes, like, I get frustrated and I can be sharp with my siblings at times because I love them so much and I want to make sure that they're okay. Yeah. But it's hard to explain that without being sappy. Like, mm-hmm. my nose is running. But, um, no, that's the benefit of having a blended family. You're precious. You're Thanks. like, right now. Love you. Yo. That means she's crying. <laughs> no tears out my eyes yet. No, they were, you held it. You, I know. you held oh, strong. Oh, oh, oh shit. There it's okay. You wiped that one. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. No, the way you like even can get emotional like that is something I actually have never really experienced. Like I yeah. don't, and people have condemned me for feeling this way sometimes. It's like I, um, don't feel that like I would not take a bullet for anyone in my family. Yeah. Um, immediate speaking. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm not going to judge that cause I don't know what that's like. Right. And there's family members. I would, I wouldn't take a bullet. <laughs> right. Right. There, I'll there pick are. and choose. Like for you. Yes. For you. No <laughs> shit. But, um, I do agree with like the best part of blended families is the people that 
basically I've met. It's mm-hmm. like I have connections through these people and I know more and, you know, they add value into my life and I yeah. hope that I add value to theirs. But um, there's been opportunities for me to travel and like yeah. um, I go to California a lot and I have family all over the U.S. and because I know these people. And so I think that's a great part of it. Um, but you did mention something like, just back into childhood and like being okay with something or accepting something. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of like what I'm realizing and working through in my adult life Mm -hmm. is the traumas as a child that I didn't know how to cope with that were due to a lot of the family circumstances. Yeah. Like divorce is hard. And I remember when you're, yeah. And I'll tell you right now, like, and this, some things that I'm glad that I'm the oldest and I will take the brunt. This is something that is not necessarily understood by sibling, like non oldest siblings (laughs) is that there are are things that I remember that they will never remember. And that's okay because I rather take the, the hit for Mm -hmm. that stuff than them having to remember the trauma of which I have to think about at Mm -hmm. times. Um, that way, but divorce is hard because it, so it, it pulls hard. you in so many different ways. Like for me, I felt pulled every time we were doing this back and forth because mm-hmm. it was every other week weekend situation. Right. You know, like I really like, I, you know, like regardless of the frustrations that I have with my biological father, I do love him. He is my father. He helped give me life, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but it was like. Yes, I love him, but I also love my mom. Like, do I have to pick sides and this and that? And there was always back and forth. And there wasn't really any anyone or anything to help mentor or, like, help. Like, I truly believe if you're going through divorce and you have children, get them in therapy, family therapy. It will really – I would think it would help in the long run, help them process what's going on because there's a lot of emotions going on. And did you ever feel, like, conflicted about, like, picking sides or this or that? Because I know well, I did. I really believe, like, your parents need to be – Transparent too. And I felt not when you're like three though. N- not or so five. much, but yeah. like they need to like not keep you in the dark. Yeah. And I mean, personal experience, right? Yeah. I felt very you don't know it then, but like in reflection, like I was kept in the dark. Yeah. I didn't really know what was happening and then it's just that's how it is. And yeah. I'm like, why? And oh, like nobody, your parents getting divorced? Yeah. And just yeah. like separating this is what we're doing now. And I'm like, you don't you don't tell them that. And it's like some kids, some kids can be resilient. Mm-hmm. Like you don't need to protect them so much that you lie to them, mm-hmm. and then they believe a lie. Did you feel like your parents did though? Like not tell you? How old were you though? Well, I went through two. So I went through one when I was five, and then one when I was thirteen. So okay. thirteen, I knew exactly what was happening. Yeah, but when you're five, when you're five, you don't know. But then when you're eight, which was my sister, she could, she knew. Yeah. And I remember like the last fight, like the last fight that my parents had that was like the, the start blowout. the start of like my mom moving out basically yeah. um oh picking sides mm. so i remember your question um um i didn't really have a choice when you're five you don't get it i think it's when you're 12 you get you could go to court and say like hey i want to live with this yeah. parent no i'm not talking about living with them i'm just talking about emotionally um basically one of my parents i'll just say it, my mom tried to um, coerced me into like living with her. She's like, come live with me. Like she didn't get custody mm-hmm. and she was always, it was very, um, psychologically damaging. I think I was pretty tough and she I was like, games with you. she played a lot of games cool. and, um, you know, when you're 12, you can come to the courts and say that you want to come live with me and, you know, bad mouthing my dad and, Bad mouthing. Cool. Parents shouldn't bad mouth right. each other. Like as much as you're frustrated with each other going through separation, and divorce, when you have a fucking involved, child, don't bad mouth the other parent. It's not cool because right. now look at us, twenty five and thirty two. Like we're reflecting on it, and that that brought trauma to our life. Right. And it's like, for me, it's like, how can you, you know, hate this person so much that your ex? How can you hate your ex so much? And say that you love this child so much. Yeah. That you're you're contradicting We're yourself. Probably like, gonna find that out if we ever have kids one day. <laughs> when you're like unconditional love. I plan on not getting divorced. <laughs> oh right, unconditional love. Yeah, unconditional I love, love you even though you're part of like someone like there I are hate. times where my mom was like, You remind me of your father right now and I just have to walk away. Right. And like <laughs> I get I get those too. It's yeah. like, Oh, you're you're like your mom or like yeah. you, know, you must have gotten that from your dad and it's like 
okay, but like y'all aren't perfect and you decided to have a child. I didn't choose this life. Y'all chose this life for me. Okay. So yes, you don't have to fucking like each other, but what the fuck does bad mouthing each other do when you're only telling me tell each other, if you want to bad mouth each other, you can fight in front of each other, Mm -hmm. but you don't get to mediate through me, the child, the child, the one who doesn't have to take the responsibility for you. And then I think when people are in pain, yes. they, they forget. Yes. Especially like us all being humans. And I think I think we're ahead of the game in our generation here of being able to recognize and um, assess our pain mm-hmm. and move through it. I think I really do think our older generation, like our parents, I mean, it's not everyone. Yeah. Mine, I'm there's not speaking my truth. There's the not. Man. There's not. Because at I all. know that my real dad has pain and he won't talk about it. Of course. And I even told him, I'm like, hey, I'm here for you. Like, let me, yes, my degree's in psychology, but damn, like, just let me be a, yeah, a sounding board. Let me in. I'm not, but if you won't, then fuck off, you know? Like, like please, like, let me... It's, yeah, it's got to be on their own terms. I know. And that's fine. That's fine. Ultimately, that's fine. And, like, regardless, like, the relationship is strained and it's frustrating. But, I mean, it is what it is. because people don't like pain. I don't like pain. I don't well, want Well, I can't right? stand it, but I'll, I'll run into the pain if I but need... But it's more painful to keep it in. And it's more painful yeah. to hold on to it and yeah. let it either linger, fester, or build up. Yeah. Oh, so I, I just finished the book, The Alchemist. Have you read that book? <gasps> no. It's so good. I'm probably going to read it again. It's one okay. of my top favorites. Can I borrow it? Yeah. Okay. But they mention, there's a line in it that mentions fear and uh, and how we create, there's more pain that we create by living in like the concept of fear than if we just allow ourselves to go through it. And that's not the quote, but like just this conversation uh-huh. reminded me of like the pain instead of like wallowing in the pain of something in your mind, the fear-based stuff, sometimes you just got to go through it. Like mm-hmm. have the hard conversation. Now granted, I'm not perfect at having the hard conversations no. every time, but then well, you, you practice, the better you get at it and the less scary it is. Yeah. And then if you allow yourself to move through the fear and the pain and then you're like, Oh, this wasn't as bad as I thought it was. Yeah. Yeah. I want to keep, keep that fear topic because I've been, I think I mentioned this to you as well. It's just the fear of starting my own family. And I know you have, oh, I have big huge, goals. I got of like, you want a big family. Like, you love having that family. And, I don't know how big I want right now. Okay. Well, but like you want fear of having a family. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I say right now, and yes, not right. Yes, right now, but like, I see myself in the future not having kids. Mm-hmm. And, I'm trying to understand why, why I don't, do I really not like kids? Do I really, you know, I, I don't get the baby fever. I don't get like any of that. And now I'm really actually recognizing that it is a fear because I don't want to basically go through again on the other end of what I already went through. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, I don't want to go through my own divorce. Yeah. And if, dear God, I already have a kid at that point, I don't want them to yeah. go through their divorce. I'll tell you right now, divorcing. I did not plan divorce on my, of my course. side, but it's a part of the journey. Yeah. And you know what? I learned a lot from it, but yeah, I totally get it. And there isn't a day that goes, I mean, there's moments where I'm like, do I really want to bring a child into this world the way it is? But I'll always reflect back and be like, absolutely, I want that, that human experience. Yeah. Like, one, my body is capable of creating a human life and I want that experience and it might happen it might not Mm -hmm. I don't know how my body will work when the time comes but I want I truly want to experience the the parenting Mm -hmm. and the the ups and downs and I know there are people that like oh it's so hard this and that it's exhausting you know what like it is but it's rewarding I I heard it's it's rewarding scare me I don't know why people do that no like oh just wait like you're gonna be so tired like i hear you but i'm still it's not you're not deterring me from having children like you had them yeah you know like what it doesn't it's like too it's like weird i also want to ask uh i want to keep this super open and open-minded it's like why why you kind of said it why do you want kids or why do you want to have a children or why do you want to be a mother kind of all the same question in one yeah um 
I've always just known I'm going to be a mom one day. It's just like an innate internal, like, will and always be. And I, I personally, if you don't already see it, already have a very, like, maternal instinct with everything. Mm-hmm. Especially, I mean, like, in the gym setting. Just the way I am. Um, it's just, mama it, bear. It, it will, yeah, mama bear. <laughs> that power animal is that bear. Um, it, it just always... It's just always has been a a thing. Mm-hmm. I just can't explain it. It's sure. just like as if I was I was meant it's to, to be mentioning. here to be a mom one day. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it sucks that it's like not happening as quickly as I planned it. Mm-hmm. But nothing in my life that I've planned has ever gone no. to um, the way it's gone. I mean, yeah. like I've set goals and sure. made it happen. Like, yeah, but if I've ever be. like if my goal was like be married by twenty five, have a, a white a house with a white picket fence, and blah blah blah, suburbs this and that, I couldn't have been more wrong. Yeah, right. No, I'm like the universe had different. You're plans. exactly where you're supposed to be. Yeah. So I mean, like I just always knew, like one day, like one day I will be a mom in some shape or form. I always say that, whether it's my own kids or I'm with somebody who has children or this or that, like. I will get to have that experience, and I'm not going to let anybody tell me no. Sure. Yeah. So I just always knew. I mm-hmm. just feel like it's always just been a part. That's totally great. Yeah. I um, had this debate, healthy debate, and really just kind of listening to people's answers. Of mm-hmm. Like, why do you want kids? And a lot of them said, like, well, I want to be a mom. Like, I want to experience that. Mm-hmm. And in my head, I'm like, yeah, well, that sounds a little selfish, don't oh, you yeah. think? Oh, yeah. Having children is there's a level I think of being it, selfish. I think it's, I personally believe that it is one of the most selfish things you can do, yeah. especially how you said, bring it into this world. Like, I don't believe this world is that, is getting better right now. Yeah. Especially this year. But everybody yes, in every generation outlier. says the same thing about right. what they're what they're living through. And um, and I could potentially produce some someone that could change the world. Just totally. like I feel like our parents produce strong women I mean, granted, we've had our own journey, yeah. but in some shape or form, we are helping change the community and change the world in some shape or form. So it's kind of like, yes, it can be a very selfish thought to be like, well, I want, yeah, it absolutely right. is selfish. I want the family. But I also you could, you could be bringing someone into this world that is going to just like help and sure. change and become a really healthy being of society. So I yeah. think what I concluded was, Maybe not concluded. Still (laughs) ongoing. Yeah. But what I found out was I think wanting the child and to having the child is Mm -hmm. selfish. But once the child is here, then it's more selfless. Yeah. And so once they're here, they're here. And some people, like, not going to lie, some people have children for selfish reasons just to be pregnant and experience it. And then they're a shit parent. Right. And that's frustrating. Right. Or like be irresponsible and have like, sex I want to be a pregnant. mom. They right. just wanted to have sex without a condom, and then you get pregnant. And then it's like, is now that how you get pregnant? Being... Is that how you get pregnant? Thank but you, you know for the, I mean? like, there the are good sex parents, lesson. There's good parents and there are bad parents. Like yes. my ultimate goal is to be like one of the best. Right. And I think you know, like for it's instance, it's gonna be on your terms. Though. Yeah. Just and that. my partner. Well, yeah. I mean, like, don't yeah. compare yourself to other parents. Yeah, but I definitely know that like Steph and Theo are really great examples of like I've been really fortunate to be around them throughout all of Olivia's years. Just the yeah. dynamic. Just, just like, just the way, like they're both two totally different parents, but they're a team and they make it work. Mm-hmm. And it's been, it's, it's really cool. I was like, I'm really, a part of me is like, I'm glad that my sister had, you know, like some people are like, well, you're the oldest. You should have the kid first. I'm like, that's a society construct as if I'm the first one. I have to have the kid yeah. first, but I'm actually really pumped. My sister had the first kid because then when it's my turn, I can be like, Hey, what's up? Like, I need your help. <laughs> So you don't have to be the first to go through it. You're like, God. Ugh. Yeah, I think kids are. It's a lot. It's a lot. And it's I, a lot and it's expensive. And so I totally understand, like, when you think about the logistics of having a child, it's a lot and it's expensive and it's a wild ride and it's going to be a crazy journey. And uh, I don't if, know. If, yeah. I, if I end up wanting one, mm-hmm. like truly wanting one, like I, I want it for the right reasons. Yeah. Because I don't want it because I want to be a mom. Yeah. Or like right now I don't feel like I want to experience that. And, and you know, you people are like, there, it's fine. It's like people are like, oh, your biological clock will go off. And I'm like, okay, like I don't believe you, but Fuck whatever. Fuck that. Because that's Fuck rude. That. Well, and that's rude because now you're putting an age limit on like right. my body. Right. Fuck off. It's my body. Shove it up your ass. <laughs> 
I, I don't like it when Jesus. people do that. Like, I know that was a Sheesh. scary moment. Like, I don't like it when people do that. Like, I can For talk sure. about myself like that, but don't start giving me unsolicited. But you can't either it. because you're better than that. So <laughs> you don't know. you don't get to talk to about okay, yourself okay, that way. Fine. But yeah, it's that time limit again. It's like, oh, I should be married by 25 and like all this yeah. stuff. It's like you yes, there the women's body does, you know, there yeah. is an age of like deterioration. Yes. <laughs> but um as long as you keep being healthy and stuff, I think you should yeah. be fine and you're right. Don't put your put a limit on things and don't put a time. There's no rule book and there's no timeline of when to do things and how to do things or you don't have to be married first to have kids and like mm-hmm. don't be so traditional. And even marriage, like I had this conversation too last month. It's like, why do people want to get married? Oh, I love the concept of marriage. Like I love the concept of yeah. it, like for for love, like you and it's for more family than just and love. Just, it's like for me, like marriage being really with meant, someone like a, a lot of different things to me. One, it's the commitment, the team aspect, and like sharing your life with somebody, but also being in love with them. And love, being in love with someone isn't being in love with them all the time. Like sometimes no. you're not going to like them. Sometimes you're going to hate the them. It's unconditional. Yeah, but I'm very much, I very much believe in in marriage. It's just didn't necessarily work out the the way I sure. had thought initially. And there is a lot of there was a lot of growth. Uh-huh. A lot of it, but I mean, like, you I gotta do be like thankful for it. Marriage, I do. I love it. I like the idea. I think, <laughs> but someone's... that can look a lot. That marriage can look different to everybody. Mm-hmm. You don't necessarily have to do the paperwork. No, no, no. Grey's Anatomy. They just had post-its. So cute. Oh, I don't. I That's didn't okay. Watch that show. Okay. Well, they didn't get married. They just had like post-it notes, and they were like, "You're mine, and I'm yours." And I'm like, "Oh my god, <laughs> oh my god." No. So I think marriage is great because. And I, I say this all the time is like, I, I choose my family. Mm-hmm. My friends are the most important people to me. Yeah. And whether you are blood or not, like it is mutual respect. And like mm. I reciprocate and uh, the same of, it's a mutual relationship, yeah. right? Like I reciprocate respect if you, if you give me respect too. Um, but the idea of like marriage, it doesn't actually like, Starting that family through marriage doesn't seem as scary anymore because that's who I choose. Mm-hmm. I choose who I get to marry. Yeah. And I choose that family. And then from there, it can mm-hmm. be a totally different story. And the family construct is so different. Like, I used to be a big believer in, like, blood is thicker than water <laughs> kind of a thing. And we talked about this yesterday. We're going to, yeah. Yeah, we're going to. Um, but, like, now my – and I would say I, since my mom died, my family – like the construct of my family like shattered my my family it it shattered and it got fucked up and it was emotional but now it's stronger than ever because we've actively made it uh important like we've made an effort like the siblings and whatnot to like come back together and like really make sure our relationships are good Mm -hmm. but also i have a really great family that that isn't related to me at all like there's more than a handful of people in my life that are not related to me biologically at all, but they are my family. Like mm-hmm. there's so many people that are members of this gym that are my family. Like for sure, you know, team members and like just friends that I would call my sisters and my brothers, like no matter what, like if they need anything, like they're my family. It's just all about like, again, that mutual respect and love and care and taking interest in each other's lives. Like mm-hmm. that is very much family. Yeah. Like, blood family can really do some fucked up shit to you why would you why would you want to deal with that like no. there are people in my family that are constant drama so guess what i did i cut them out and you know what i'm living a better less stressed life because of it and when i think i want to let them back in i remind myself absolutely not because they're assholes i remind myself who the fuck i is and i don't <laughs> when i'm like i don't i don't need to be bombarded by that negative energy because they're adults and they can own it, you know? Um, last thing I want to mention is you mentioned the blood is thicker than water. And I love this quote because I love the original quote. And so what it is, it's actually blood of the covenant is thicker than water of the womb. And yeah. so that means the blood you shed with your your soldiers is stronger than family ties. Yeah. And I think that's, it's like in uh, somewhere in history it got twisted to like oh your blood relatives are more important than water yeah <laughs> water friendships yeah <laughs> i don't know well, it's like- um but yeah and i just i really resonated with that of like yeah like the blood i shed with my 
family I choose is thick is is for a fact thicker than water of the womb of like even my own yeah related sister yeah and what's interesting is that your mom and your dad had you guys and you started creating a family and just in general like your parents start having a family creating this family but they're hopefully not related <laughs> if you think about it <laughs> i don't know where it's going with that good god no but then it goes back to the quote like where it's a team like what you just said like mm-hmm. The blood of the war. What did you just say? Like the blood of the covenant. The blood of the covenant. So like, but what? How did you say it yesterday? Where it was like, it was the, the blood bl- you shed with the, this, in, your with, soldiers in battle. Yeah, in battle. Mm-hmm. So you have two people come together as a team, sharing <laughs> fluids. Okay, damn it. Just cut that part. Never mind. Family. Again, this episode is kind of on a more lull level of yeah. just. Being able to learn from our own family ties and that every family is different and mm-hmm. comes from context. Like you have blended families and half siblings. I don't have half siblings, but and then you were married and you've been through that. And mm-hmm. he didn't really have he didn't associate his family with his family that much. Yeah, and it's just it's just interesting and there's so many different dynamics and yeah. I think I encourage our listeners to dive into your own childhood and like maybe things that you haven't like processed or maybe things that haven't been validated or anything and op- start opening up those conversations if you can, if that's comfortable again, yeah. <laughs> not forced. Yeah. Um, everyone's different, but to start opening those conversations to try to heal and maybe you can strengthen some relationships along the way. Absolutely. Healing is, is so good. Yeah, whether, especially during COVID. Whether it's your blood family or not, I think choosing your family yeah. is super important. Yeah. Like you and can choose your blood family. Too. Yeah, choosing that circle that's going to be supportive and like uplift you. If you have a circle of support that's shitting on you and taking you down, For sure. get rid of those suckers. Doesn't matter. There's probably one good one family. in there. Get rid of the rest yeah. and then start rebuilding. And also make sure that the people you care about know that that you appreciate them and that you love them because life is short and you never know what's going to happen. And yes, I'm going to say that and it's going to be dark and gloomy, but it's true because you don't want to go by and then all of a sudden like that person's no longer available, right? (laughs) Right. All of a sudden they're ripped away from you when you least expect it and you're like, shit, I should have told them that I cared about them more. Don't have any regrets like that. So make sure those people that you care about, especially those family members that you're thinking about, someone probably just popped into your brain right now. Send them a little message. Call your grandparents. <laughs> Tell them you love them. Yeah. Tell them you love them. Well, thanks, guys. We hope you uh, enjoyed this today. Yeah. Um, yeah tough tough for, topics. Yeah. Um, thanks yeah. for just listening and being supportive and, you know, comments and reviews and subscriptions and wine reviews we hope to have some um updates for you guys in the coming weeks but thanks for listening and cheers (laughs) cheers